0: to Living Waters. Um, I, my name is Kim, and I, uh, if I have not met you yet, I am one of the pastors here at Living Waters, and I'm also on the teaching team, and so um, I get to share with you guys as we step into a new uh, series today. Um, I want to just start by saying um, last weekend we did Community Life Sunday, and it's something that we started At the end of every month on the last Sunday of the month, we started where we don't have a gathering like this, but we actually go into the city and we love on the city. And so for those of you that uh, partnered with us in that last week, it was incredible. We had so many of us just met over at the tent and we spread out from Liberty Park all the way to downtown. And we were um, picking up trash and praying over our city and meeting people, it was amazing. And then there was some people in here, a community group in here that um, just provided a breakfast, which was awesome, they got to know some people. So thank you for being a part of that. And that will be happening again at the end of this month on the last, Sunday, so you can uh, check that out and and be part of that again. um, We're excited about that. And then I just want to announce this really quick. I have three spots left for Awakening Hearts for the ladies. Our class starts this Tuesday. And so if that is something that you're like, I want to be a part of that, I want to go deeper in my relationship with the Lord and with other ladies, then please sign up. Take one of those three spots. Um, You can go to the Welcome Center and, and they can show you what to do there of getting signed up for that. Um, I felt in my spirit that we needed to just take authority of our hearts today before we start. Oh, sorry, middle schoolers, you can go. Thanks, Drew. Middle schoolers, uh, so if you're in the sixth through eighth grade, you guys can go back to Kyle and Kayla back there in the youth bay. I got a little excited, but um, I'm just in worship, I just felt like... um, we're stepping into a, a series called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And this is a super important series that we have felt like the Lord is saying, this is the direction that we, I want you guys to go. And it's something that we're very passionate about here. And um, I think that it's, it's easy to just shut off and to uh, tune out when we talk about some of these things. It's, it's not always um, something that we want to hear because it's going to require something of us. And so, if you will do me a favor, and will you just put your hands on your heart, if you want to, (laughs) it's up to you, this is your choice. But we're gonna take authority of just our hearts today. Jesus, we want to connect with you. We wanna hear from you. We don't wanna tune out what you have to say. The direction that you are leading us in this house is, is good. And, and it may sometimes be painful, but we want to follow you. And so anything that wants to distract us, put your, head on your hand on your head. Anything that wants to distract us in our mind and in our heart today, we just tell you, no, you, we take all authority in Jesus' name, that you do not have a place here and you must leave. And we are only going to hear from the Lord today. So no distractions, no thought process that's not of you today, Jesus. We're not tuning out, we're tuning in. We are saying yes to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so for the past month or so, we uh, came back to the book of Acts and then... um, As we've just been praying, we just felt like we're supposed to go into emotionally healthy spirituality. And as some of you guys know, I've been talking about this book the last couple times I've been up here preaching. This is an incredible book that we believe here that everybody should read. So if you have not read this book, get it. It's in the Welcome Center. I think I have three copies left out there. Um, And it's on Amazon. It's super easy to to pick up. But here's the thing, it's not a fun book to read. (laughs) Just letting you know it's not fun, Uh, but it's so good. And when I first got this book about 15 years ago, um, it took me about a month to make it through the first chapter. But what happened was it gave me language for what I was walking through, and it sent me on a journey with the Lord to receive healing in my life. And it was super, super important. And I, that's why we, we teach this, we have taught this as a class before, we teach this on Sundays. And I, I just think that everybody, as we need to start stepping into this emotionally healthy spirituality journey. And we're gonna do it together. This is something that I am super passionate about for us here because it's something that I have experienced in my own life. I have fought for it in my own life and now I'm fighting for it in yours. And I want to see you all meet Jesus in those places that we have been afraid to go to. I wanna see you all walk in a, in a healthy, whole relationship with Jesus, fully alive. We say that around here all the time. What do you look like fully alive? Well, guess what? If you are not paying attention to your emotional and spiritual health, you might not be fully alive. And it's super important that we are. And so that is why we are teaching this. I, um, you know, I walked um, for about 30 years of my life, I was hiding. I was behaving. I wanted to be accepted and loved, and that was just what I was taught. I just, I would hide behind this mask of I'm a good person, and people are gonna like me if I do the right thing and I measure up. And really what was going on inside of me was a mess of things. There was so much stuff that the Lord wanted to meet me in, but I would put up this wall and say, well, I'm good. See, I'm a Christian. This is what we do. And it wasn't what we do. So I lived my life out of performance. I thought that was the Christian life. I was on staff at a church and I, um, you know, I was leading the youth and I just said, don't show the big emotions. Don't show what's really going on inside. Just be a good Christian. Emotionally healthy spirituality is for all of us. It's not just for some of us in this room or some of us online. It's for every single one of us. And for us to be a community of people that are fully alive, we are committed to seeing people free of religion, free of the rules and behaviors that religion has put on us to live by, and healed of the pain and the trauma of our past. Seeing people walk in the fullness of God and who he says they are and the healing that he has for them. You know, I've shared this before, but I remember being in my early thirties and um, I had learned to stuff a lot of stuff in my life. So for 30-ish years, I had stuffed and stuffed and stuffed to the point where it was starting to leak out and it wasn't pretty. And I couldn't keep holding in what was happening to me. So every time anybody got near a wound in my life, I would explode. And I just called it intimidation. I would tell people, don't get near this. I'm letting you know it's there and if you cross that, I promise you the emotion that's gonna come out of me is going to scare you. And that is not a pretty thing and I'm not proud of that. But I was scared and I was hurt and I was wounded. And so I didn't know how to handle it any other way. See, I was taught to keep my big emotions in. I remember when I was younger, being in my, uh, growing up in my house and, and my mom would always say to me, your emotions are too big, go to your room. Calm down. And when you calm down, then I can talk to you. And so I learned emotions aren't safe. So I learned just stuff it down. Don't tell anybody. Don't cry in in front of anyone. And at some point, I stuffed too much down. And I couldn't hold it back anymore. And I started to feel crazy. And I felt deep pain that wouldn't leave. And I felt like... All my wounds were hit all the time and I felt like everybody was after me. I was scared. And so I remember walking into my pastor's office, I was on staff at the time and I was causing problems. This is in Le Grand, it wasn't here, but I did cause problems here too. Uh, but I, uh, I, I remember walking into David's office and David and Sunshine were there, um, that's his wife. And I said, you guys, I am a mess. I know I'm causing problems here. I I don't know what to do. I'm a mess. Please help me. And I've told you guys this before. They didn't know what to do. This was, you know, almost 20 years ago. We didn't talk about counseling. We didn't talk about dealing, going in and dealing with our hurt. We talked about just pushing it down, letting it go, giving it to God. And so I told you guys this a couple months ago, but Sunshine, in her best effort to help me, said, just put it in a bubble and blow it away. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And so, you know, really what she was saying is just give it to Jesus. I'm all about giving it to Jesus, but if I'm not dealing with my stuff, what's he going to do? He's like, I can take it from you. But the point is we're going to walk through a process to deal with that and get it removed from your life. So... I was stuck, I wasn't sure what to do at this point. I kept holding it in and behaving correctly when really the pain and the hurt was causing a lot more pain inside of me. And it wasn't until I moved here to Medford and Ryan just started pushing all the buttons (laughs) on purpose. He saw it, he had known me for years and he had saw it. And as somebody that loves me very much, he just was like, I'm not gonna let this take her out anymore. So he would push my buttons. And then he would run after me and he would walk me through stuff. And uh, I I got into counseling. I started to go after these places of wounds and pain in my life and get healing from the Lord. I started to pay attention to the indicators that were directing me to those places. See, we all have indicators that are going off in us. And if we pay attention to them, what's going to happen is we're going to start going on a journey with the Lord a journey into healing. And those indicators are our emotions and our feelings. And often what happens is when we have these emotions, we think they're bad. I'm angry and I I can't be angry, that's not okay. And so we shove it down, shove it down, but then you're just getting worse. I'm frustrated with what's going on in the world. I'm frustrated at that guy that just cut me off. I don't like my spouse right now. There's all kinds of things that are happening. And a lot of times we just go, well, don't show your emotions. Emotions are bad. And really what they are is they're indicating a wound in you. They're pointing out something that's going on in you that the Lord is going after. But religion has taught us that if we're not doing, that we're not doing enough, that we need to change our behavior, that we need to go to more Bible studies, that we need to get in the word more. We need to sing more worship songs. We need to be at church more. We need to do all the more things right? There's so much we could be doing. And we all know those are not bad things. But if they are not pointing us to the things that are going on in us, if they are taking the place of us going after those things in our life, then we need to stop doing them. And we need to start paying attention to what the Lord is pointing out in us. In my case, it was just that I needed to give my stuff to God and let things go. That was what I was told. Really, what they were saying was your mess is too much for us, we don't know what to do. So please don't tell us, this is too much. And so I learned, okay, so then now I've moved to Medford, don't show them. And then they started to get wind of my stuff and were like, hey. Most of us in our most honest moments will admit that there are deep layers beneath our day-to-day awareness. In this book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Peter Scazzario talks about this iceberg, what lies beneath the surface. See, 10% represents the ways that we conduct ourselves and the changes that we make that others can see. That's the top. So we make behavioral changes, we become nicer, more respectful to others. We attend church, we participate, we clean up our act. We don't let people see what's really going on. But the roots of who we are continue unaffected and unmoved. See, the 90% that's down below, it remains untouched by Jesus until there is a serious engagement with what we call emotionally healthy spirituality. But why change? Because eternally, externally, we appear kind, gracious, patient when inwardly, We are nothing like that. So we wanna present a polished image as a good Christian that we cut ourselves off from what's happening within us. And honestly, that's incongruity. That's not being honest. Theoretical freedom or the appearance of freedom does not in fact equate to true freedom. And it says in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burned again by the yoke of slavery. We say everything is fine. Instead of following the Lord's lead, as he's pointing out, hey, your emotions are not accurate with what's going on here. Or they are showing you that something is happening here. See, we have a loving Lord and Savior that is offering, offering us complete freedom, freedom from your pain, freedom from your past hurts, freedom from your fears. But so much, many of us are putting on a face and faking it till we make it. And I've done this. I'm not telling you that I am saying you, I'm saying us. Okay, this is all of us. When we don't pay attention to that 90% of the surface, what happens is it comes out in ways that we think are just normal or how we've always been. This is just the way that I am. This, I'm just an angry person. Really, what, this is not normal. And God has so much more for us if we'll go on a journey of healing with him. The truth is no matter if we had a good upbringing or a hard one, things happen in our lives that are now affecting the way that we live this life today. We have certain things that we avoid, places of fear, things that cause us anxiety. Maybe we are people that avoid conflict or don't know how to really tell the truth. I was looking up a study on, um, it was in 2014, so it has to be more than this now. But in 2014, it was estimated that over 90% of American population demonstrates codependent behavior. That is a huge percentage of people. And most of us don't even know that we're doing it, but we are so much more dependent on someone here than we are on spending time with the Lord and allowing him to meet our needs. We put way too much on someone here because we can physically touch them. We can talk to them and we're sucking the life out of them. And he is saying, I'm right here. Everything you need, I've got. But if we're not paying attention to that 90%, what we're doing is we're codependent on others. We're putting on a face. We are doing things that are not healthy and God's inviting us into health and wholeness right now. So the other day I was in my room, just talking to the Lord. He had been bringing up some stuff in my life. And, and then he was talking to me about this morning and he wanted to remind me of uh, Joshua walking into the promised land. And this is a passage of scripture that I have taught on, um, I think even recently, I don't even remember. But Joshua was the one that led the Israelites into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. But it was first offered to Moses. And to the Israelites that he was walking with. And they didn't go. See, Moses, he sent these guys into this promised land that the Lord was giving them. And they came out and they were carrying this big fruit and they were telling Moses and Aaron of the amazing land that Jesus was, or that the Lord was giving them, right? They're saying, yeah, it was so what he said it was. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And then they said, but we can't, we can't have it. We can't go, it's gonna be too hard. We, we're not going. See, this is crazy because the God of the universe is calling them to live in the best place ever, free of slavery, where he is with them. He's offering them land that is beautiful and luxurious and exactly what their heart's desire is And they're looking at it and going, yeah, but do you know who lives there? We can't go take them, it's gonna be too hard. I don't wanna go. They're refusing a gift from the Lord. Oftentimes I think that many of us have held back from pursuing the direction of the Lord that he's leading us in because the journey could be hard. We've been invited into a journey of healing and freedom. And we have all these reasons for why we won't go because it could be a too painful of a road. And so we say no to the gift of freedom and healing that the Lord has for us. But there were two guys, they had a different perspective. See Moses and Aaron, they presented this information to the Israelites and the Israelites, they did what they always do. They started grumbling and complaining and saying, why did he bring us out here? Can't we just be back in slavery? It was so much better for us then. And it might be easier to ignore and not touch the stuff from our past, but it doesn't mean it's the better choice for our lives. So if we pick up in Numbers 14 verse five, It says this, then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, whatever, (laughs) um, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into the land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. See, Joshua and Caleb walked in with a totally different perspective than the other ten. They had seen the Lord fight for their parents and their grandparents. They were a part of the crew that walked across the Red Sea and saw it part right before them. They were the ones that saw the water coming out of the rock. And so they're looking at this where God's saying, hey, go this way. And they're like, well, yeah, if you've done it before, of course you're gonna do it again. I don't know what they're talking about, but we're going. I want the best that the Lord has for me. I want the freedom and the joy and the beauty and the blessings, I want it all. So of course I'm going. But Moses and all those grumblings they made a decision not to go and take what the Lord was offering them and they missed out on the promised land, but their descendants did not. Many pass up on what the Lord has for them because it seems too hard and too painful. But being emotionally and spiritually healthy requires us to take the Lord at his word, follow his lead, and move forward, which looks like going back. But what gets us moving? Well, pain does. And it's everything that we want to avoid. Pain has an amazing ability to open us up to a new truth and get us moving. We must finally acknowledge the painful truth that huge areas of our life, that iceberg below, remain untouched by Jesus. The sad reality is that most of us will not go forward until the pain of where we are is unbearable. That was where I was. It just—it I couldn't hold it in anymore. I hit my limit. I wish I would have actually dealt with it before. I wish I would have actually dealt with those triggers and and, and the Lord showing me, hey, this emotion, it's, it's tied to this. Let's go deal with it. But I didn't, I was stubborn. And it wasn't until it was unbearable and I thought, man, this is going to kill me that I finally started dealing with it. We can't change, or better said, invite God into change when we are unaware or do not see the truth. I was... I was dependent on people at this point of moving here. And when I moved here, it was so lonely right away. If you've moved to a new place, even if you have people there, it it was lonely. I seriously, I've told this before, but I would go out because I'm from a tiny town of 12,000 people. So I would go out every Thursday night after our school was done. And I'd go out to Eagle Point Walmart and walk around because it felt familiar and it was easing the pain in me. And I know that's ridiculous but I was so desperate for something to change me. My triggers were being hit and brought up and my emotions led me to the pain and the trauma where I met Jesus and started healing that heart. See, Joshua and Caleb, they got to see the promised land. They got to see the beauty and they got to see what God had for them because they chose to take God at his word and follow him even if it was hard. Joshua three says this, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out for Shittah and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. See, wherever the Lord is leading you to go, he will always go ahead of you. He will never ask you to go somewhere that he is not. If you were to look at your life and pay attention to the triggers, how are you responding to others in situations? How how are you uh, paying attention to the need in your life? What are you doing with that? Are you just getting it met on your own terms? Or are you paying attention to there is in fact a need? All of these things can be an invitation for the Lord to take you on a journey and to eventually lead you into complete healing and freedom. Oftentimes I think that we just want it just to be done. And he's saying, hey, by the way, this is a journey This is gonna take some time. My journey for my first just little bit, I'm still on a journey, but my deep, deep stuff, it was seven months of crying every single day. I'm a crier, yes, but that's a little extensive. The Israelites followed the presence of the Lord and got to the Jordan River that was at flood stage. And the, you know, the fear that must have come upon them in that moment. Can you imagine standing at flood stage waters and going, he wants me to do what? He wants me to put my feet in there. This could take me out. This could actually, if I put my feet in, what if it takes me out? What if it actually sweeps me down the river and I'm never, I'm, I don't come back. I might lose my life doing this. As we step into emotional and spiritual health, there may be things that we face that may be scary to touch. And we say, well, what if the Lord makes me go back to that bad situation? I don't want to feel that pain ever again. What if this actually takes me out? What if, what if, if I bring this up, I lose more? All these things are coming at all of us. You're not the only one. And he's saying, hey, I know what you're dealing with. I know the pain and the struggle. I know what's going on inside of you. And I know what I'm asking of you. And I am saying, follow me into the floodwaters, and watch what I'm gonna do. I totally get that it can be scary and hard, but what he's asking us to do and where he is leading you will not take you out. I remember walking into Ryan's office one day in the middle of this whole thing and I remember just sitting down and I mean seriously I cried from morning till night I did not stop and I said I think this is gonna kill me and he just sat there and he's like okay and I'm like I don't think you understand this is gonna kill me I can't handle this pain and he's like it's not gonna kill you and he was right it didn't I'm right here I didn't die I, I made it through, but it was painful and it was hell. There were days where Kate was calling me and I was on my bathroom floor saying, I'm not getting up. And she's like, okay, I'll just come knock down the door. I'm gonna get you up, you're doing this. I'm telling you, this is not a fun journey, but I promise you what's on the other side is promised land. It is beauty, it is freedom from slavery, it is joy, it is blessings, but we have to take the road. With him, we cannot stop halfway. He will never ask you to go where he is not. He's with you the whole time and he will be there. Whatever you face, it will not take you out. Joshua 3.15, now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled in a heap a great distance away. The first step will always be the hardest, the most uncertain, and the scariest. It takes trust and it takes faith to take that first step. See, Joshua and Caleb and that whole generation, they had heard the testimonies of their, um, their ancestors. And some of them had actually experienced the parting of the Red Sea as well. So because of the testimonies, it built their faith and their trust in the Lord. And they did take him at his word and said, if you're telling me to go here, I will go because I want what you have for me because it is better than living here in this desert that we're walking around. The why for emotionally healthy spirituality journey is because the Lord has freedom and healing for all of us freedom from the pain and the trauma we have experienced, freedom to walk in the fullness of who he says we are and the blessings that he has for us. In our relationships with others, in our lives, it comes out of us, there's freedom. Being bound up inside causes so much more pain saying this is just how it is, is causing you more pain. It's stopping you from being fully alive. And it's exhausting and it's causing stress and anxiety. And you know what? It actually affects our physical bodies. As you become healthier, emotionally, spiritually healthier, your body is gonna start healing. There are so many things that are going on in your body because of the pain that you are holding on to. I I did a thing, a a class called shift in here, right here. I was on the floor and I was dealing with the Holy Spirit. I had had back pain for 30, no, it was 40 some years. I am old. It had, I had back pain for over 40 years. I was at the chiropractor monthly since I was 10 years old. And I met the Holy Spirit in this room. And I said, I don't want to hold on to this pain anymore. I am so done with it. And as I yelled it out, He met me and he healed me. And I have not been to the chiropractor in four years. Not one time. And I work out five days a week doing hard things. I just lifted 155 pounds. (laughs) But see, here's the thing. Like I, I know that a lot of us are dealing with physical pain because we have not dealt with our emotional and spiritual pain. And the Lord is inviting you into this journey and saying, please don't wait anymore. desire for each one of you is that you would follow God's love for you, that you would experience his presence in your life and that you would be aware of what is happening in your life. See, for me, I was in over 30 years of living in pain and keeping it hidden and putting on a face. And as I started to let that out, I'm telling you, it was embarrassing. It was a little humiliating. It was a little ugly. My emotions were big I yelled at Kate Roden at one point. I don't know how you do that, but it did. Right, it was ugly. But those people that walked with me are still with me. They are still side by side with me and they are not looking back and going, I remember when you did that. They're saying, look at who you are now. We get to do this together. And for some of you, I'm gonna to talk to the dudes in this room right now because I will tell you, it's, sometimes I feel like it's easier for us as women to deal with this. But I think that there are a lot of you men that are holding it together. You're holding your family together. You're holding your jobs together. You're holding it all together. And you're like, I can't let this out. And I'm telling you the best thing for you and your family is to let it out. Go and talk with somebody, deal with your stuff. It's killing you, it's killing your marriage, it's killing your family, it's killing your friendships. And you may not even see it, but you shut down and not talking about it is not helping anyone. And I am fighting for you. I love the men in this house. And it is time that we see change take place in this house. And women, I mean, we do the same thing. It's just, sometimes it is easier. Yes, there are painful moments. There are things that we walk through that might not be easy, but if we partner up together and we support each other, we will get to see the other side of this. Please don't be like Moses and the Israelites that wandered in the desert for 40 years, missing out on what the Lord had for them. So what we're gonna do, I'm gonna invite the worship team up and we're just gonna spend the next 20 minutes or so um, just sitting with Jesus. And this is a personal thing. This is not you and, and anyone else. This is gonna be you and your own choices. But I, I, I just want you to just, will you just close your eyes for just a second? Just like the Lord went to Moses and said, hey, this is what I have for you and invited him and the Israelites to the promised land. I really believe that the Lord is standing in front of you and he is offering you a journey with him. He is offering you to go on a healing journey, on a freedom journey with him. And some of you might be on it already and that's awesome. Ask for more. But those of you that have held back and said, I cannot let this out, I understand that. Those were some of the hardest things, most embarrassing times of my life, but yet I will never look back and regret it. I will never look back and think, gosh, I wish I would have held that in more. The Lord wants to meet with you. He wants to change your life. He wants to get rid of the infection that's going on inside of you that has been there since you were a child. He wants to heal you. He wants to set you free and he wants you to live fully alive as you go through your days. And I am asking you right now to have a conversation with him. Communion is gonna be available as we worship. And I want you just to have this moment with him of talking with him and just saying, if you say yes, say yes. God, I'll go with you. Where do you want me to go? Ask him, what is it that's holding me back from going on this journey? Where am I holding on to something that you don't want me to hold on to anymore? Invite him into a relationship with you. Invite, and Say yes to the journey that he has for you. I promise you, no one around here is going to throw you away. I have said that before so many times, but I remember thinking, I, if my ugly comes out, I am done. That was like 12 years ago, you guys, I haven't been done, I'm still here. And my people are still my people and they are still loving me and walking with me. And if you need to talk to someone, talk to me, I'll talk to you, I just wanna see you set free. But I want you to have this next 15 minutes to just spend you and Jesus, go get communion, say yes to him, hear what he has to say and start walking this emotionally healthy spirituality journey with him. He loves you, he is with you, he is not leaving you. And I am cheering you on as you do.
1: Caught up again, swept up in love divine, learning all over again. giving
2: just feel the Lord wanting to minister to different parts of us this morning. Maybe it's even emotions that have come up. Maybe it's fear or anger or panic or anxiety, but there's different places in us, and I, I believe that the Lord is inviting us as a community into a deep place of healing some of those places and speaking maybe even to parts of us that we don't wanna see that are maybe spilling out through triggers or moments or stress. So whether you're here in the room or online, and if you're taking communion, let's just invite the Lord, like come and, like we were speaking of earlier, come and rebuild any parts of our foundation that need to be rebuilt, Lord. He wants to interact with you this morning. So even as we sing, just invite you to ask him, Lord, highlight a part of my heart that you want to interact with, that you want to speak to right now.
3: worship service, the Lord just perpetually bringing me back to something. And I just feel like the Lord has uh, some specific encouragement this morning. Um, As we've been talking about emotionally healthy spirituality, we've been singing the songs we've been singing, I just have the sense that there's there are sons and daughters in this room this morning who are looking at your circumstance or what you're walking through and you just don't see the Lord showing up. Maybe the circumstance feels so hopeless, the thing that you've prayed for him to show up in, everything's gone sideways and it looks like he's failed. As we were singing that song this morning, the very first one, the one he came, it struck me that that scripture, that, that's based on the scriptural story of the raising from the dead of Lazarus. And you know, when Mary and Martha were praying and praying and praying for the Lord to come, and it intervened when Lazarus was sick, Jesus and his disciples were at a distance and Jesus said a thing to them. He said, do not worry, this will not end in death. And then Lazarus died. Of course, we know that he came and he raised him from the dead. He did what felt to be the impossible thing. He addressed the pain that when he arrived, I'm sure Mary and Martha felt, God, why didn't you show up? And yet that scripture and that heartbeat echoes to us today. And this is the encouragement. I think that the Lord is speaking specifically to those of you in the room who feel hopeless, who feel like God did not show up, that the thing you prayed for, that it would be saved, it happened anyway, or the injustice or the pain. This will not end in death. It might include it, but it won't end in death. Can I encourage us this morning, I feel like the Lord is asking this, in the places where you feel like he hasn't shown up, can we instead press into who we know him to be? Can we press instead into his good heart for us? If you're facing a circumstance, can I encourage you from the Lord's heart to yours? He is the one who brings beauty from ashes. He is the one who brings life from dead dry bones. He is the one. So if you're wrestling this morning and you just feel like, oh, this is too hard or the Lord, I just don't see how he could work in this circumstance. Can I encourage you now to settle your heart on his heart for you? his good character and maybe listen to the words he spoke to his disciples this won't end in death although it might include it for a season it doesn't end in death you still have another sign to go is this what we're doing this morning because if you are in that spot can I ask you to take a step of faith that you need the Lord's character and his heart to be secure in you this morning? Can you just stand if you are in a place this morning where you're struggling? Struggling to trust that he's good in the circumstance. And as we continue to worship, if you're if you're around someone who stood in this, can you either extend your hand or lay a hand on them to let them borrow some of your faith that you know God is good and they're struggling in it. As we continue this morning, can we just build each other up in our faith in a God who is good in all circumstances and brings life from death, amen?
2: Yeah, we're just gonna linger in this moment. And um, even if you're not in that place where you're standing to be prayed for, would you just stand with us and just on behalf of your brothers and sisters and just even for your own heart, let's just worship together in this. So we close this morning. Um, if you need to go get your kids, we wanna release you, but we're just gonna linger for a few minutes here. It is 1130, so if you need to go, just feel the freedom to do that. We're just gonna sing this chorus over each of these ones standing and respond to that prayer that Drew invited us to.
1: Christ is my firm foundation He's the rock on which I stand Every Everything-
2: This is my firm.
1: But my house was built on you No. Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus, thank you for this truth that we just declared that we're gonna make it through. And I just pray over every heart, every um, person that stood just to receive from you this morning, just pray that you'd seal that in Jesus' name, any place that they need strength, that you'd infuse them with strength, that you'd remind them of the Holy Spirit dwelling in them, the comforter, the same power that that rose Christ from the dead lives within them. And I just pray for that strength and that power, that freedom to mark us today. In Jesus' name, thank you for taking us, Lord, into deeper places in emotional health. We say yes to that journey together. We love you, Lord.